Sean McCangus and this is episode 12 of the Highland League podcast season 2. In this podcast I speak to former striker Ryan Green. He talks about his time at multiple Highland League clubs, playing in League 2 with Elgin City, winning a league title with Forest Mechanics and much more. Hope you enjoy this interview. What were your early memories of, of playing football? Oh, early memories, just playing football all the time. When I was coming home from school, just getting a back, kicking about pals and that. And then, obviously, old enough to to join the boys' league as well, the Elgin Boys Club, um, which is still going well. Apart from this year, has been going as strong as ever, getting more popular, um, which I actually now... <laughs> help out with as well uh, take a team there as well so that's that's grand but it's, it's good to see a few familiar faces still there Tiger Porter being the main man and Cookshanks but um, yeah the boys club was the the main the main thing when I was growing up I would have said and we didn't have much much school football at that time mm. um, so no I just grew up loving football so as a lot of kids did back then, so it was good. Yeah, and then from from there, the, the, it was like maybe the the, the academy. Mm. Um, it was like there was an academy football team where Ennis McDonald took it. He was he was still working at the school at the time, so he he was the he took the team that, that I was in, which was uh, yeah didn't quite realise what he what he meant to local football at the time, but. Uh, Find out later on, obviously, how well he did um, managing there. Um, so that was that was about it. Then I actually dropped out. So I stopped playing for a stopped playing for a wee while, mm. a couple of years or so. Um, and then my, my uncle, my uncle knew the, the manager Alex Simpson at New Elgin and got me down training there. And then so I just went along training and got a, eventually got a game and and that. So that was probably about the mid nineties, mm. early. Early mid nineties, so that was that was really the, the gist of it, you know. So it was uh, yeah, quite quite bizarre looking back how it's uh, been so intense with football and then just not doing it for a couple of years and then getting back into it again. So um, that was that was the uh, that was the crack. It was uh, two or three seasons with New Elgin yeah. and then uh, got, got the chance to, to sign for Nairn in ninety seven. So. Grabbed it. Yeah. So, 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 how how did you find your first experience of um of Highland League football? Um, I well, the gap was the gap was massive. The mm. jump was massive. Um, probably probably going to a club like Nairn at the time as well. You were the only only club that weren't paying wages um, at the time. Everybody else was getting paid. Or so I was told anyway, maybe the, maybe the words just didn't tell me. Um, but uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, some of the some of the guys you were playing against, uh, just I mean, these were all guys, all guys that I grew up watching. Mm. When I was when I was watching, I used to watch Elgin all the time, and uh, you end up in the park playing against these guys, and it was just unbelievable. Um, just the yeah, just everything about it was just such a step up, just speed, strength, skill. Yeah, it was uh, a real challenge, which I, I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed it. So, 
Um, yeah, like I say, with, well, that year we finished bottom of the league, so I think the first, first game we got beaten 7-0 by Brora. Mm. I was like, oh, hello, <laughs> welcome to the Highland League. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I loved I loved every every minute of that season. It was a, a really a really good introduction to the league, so... So, um, how did the the move to Elgin City come about? Um, well, I was I was at Bucky at the time, and I'd actually done as far as I remember, I'd done the pre season with Bucky, hmm. and uh, the season was I think if I remember correctly, I think I'd just done a couple of training sessions. And then they played a, a friendly against Falkirk, um, which I which I played in. I think we were beat two one at Borough Briggs, but. Um, yeah, it was, sort of, it was sort of quite out of the blue, as far as I can remember. Um, but I'd sort of, it didn't take much much time to think about it. When the opportunity came, it was just bite your hand off, you know. So and I'd actually had the chance to, instead, I had the opportunity to sign for Elgin as well that first season from the new Elgin Juniors. Um, but at the time, decided to go for to go to Nair. Um but uh, yeah, the, the chance came along again. There was yeah, there was only one option. And that was to to go for it, being in the Scottish League and all that as well. You know, so it was just a you don't you don't turn down these uh, offers. You know, so yeah. so so how did you find that as experience going from Highland League upper level to to League Two? Was yeah, I mean, it was yeah, just uh, it was again it was. Just everything about it, the longer days, the travelling, the, you know, it's just a, an insight into proper semi-professional football, you know, the, these guys were, were stopping for your lunch, having a, a nice meal before a game and going to the ground and whatnot and seeing these, all these ex-pros you're going to be playing against and, you know, it was just a, it was, it was the same sort of jump up as well, it was just, you know, these guys are thinking two, three steps ahead of you until you until you catch up with them, you know, until you realise what it's all about. Um and it was just, yeah, stunning golfing. Half the time if you weren't <laughs> this nah, some of the players you were up against I remember was, there was Cowden Beast at the time was managed by Craig Levine and yeah. Keith Wright ex Hibbs Keith Wright was playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's yeah, it was just surreal watching these guys in the telly then trying to get the ball from, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, another real learning curve, which you just had to, everybody else was in the same boat, you know, so you just go out and go for it and do your best, and it was a a real eye-opener, but well worth the experience. Yeah, so so how how much did um, stepping up a level improve you as a player, because you had to adjust? Um, Yeah, I mean, you, you... you didn't have a you didn't have a chance to relax at all. You you were concentrating constantly all the time. If you weren't marking your man, you know, you, yeah, and just the whole expectation the expectation of the crowd and everybody else as well. If you slipped up, you soon you soon knew about it. So you saw you'd uh, from your your teammates and whatnot. And it was just the whole uh, yeah, just the whole upper level. Just everything was just. Guarantee was just up, up again, you know. So um, it was. Yeah, it, it took well, most of the Highland League guys. It took a, a few games to, to get into it. I would have said, but uh, 
yeah, there was some some really good performances against good teams, and obviously there were some not so not so handy. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, uh, you know that's what, that's what you want to do as a kid. You're playing football as a kid, and you just want to play at the best level that you can and see what it's all about. And and, and so until you're in these situations, you realise exactly. You know, this was third division, and it was like, yeah, pretty intense. You know, so no, I was just going to say that. You know, that was us training, training a couple of times a week, travelling all day away on a Saturday whenever, and you know, it was it's you know supporters. Sometimes forget the the commitment, the commitment that the the players put into this, you know, and mm. it's uh, and families and all that as well. You know, it's a fair, it is a fair commitment, but at the same time, obviously, these guys are wanting to, to commit to that, and they're wanting to play football for these teams. So it's all it's all side by side, you know. Was the standout players you were playing against at Algin? Against well, well, like I said, Keith. <laughs> Just about all of these guys have been <laughs> have been playing playing in that league before. Um, now you're asking. Um, oh, that's a real question, huh? <laughs> can't, I can't have mind last week. Never mind, Blaine. <laughs> um, who was playing? Um, oh me. Oh, what was it? There was the. I can't mind the name. He played with Rangers. He was at Hamilton at the time. Ah, oh, God. We we guy midfielder. We guy. Proper. Ah. No, I can't mind. We'll come back to that. We'll can, <laughs> we'll yeah, think. yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have a wee <laughs> Google search. You know, you know, we will. Um. So so moving on. So um. Then you moved on to to Forest. Um, how did that um, move come about? Yeah, well, after Elgin, I was I was at Bucky prior to Elgin um, for a couple of years, and then I went to I went to Elgin, then I went back to Bucky for two years, and then I went to then I went to Forest two thousand two thousand three was it two thousand four? Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd been at Bucky and Kev Will was the manager um, who had played with my first stint with Bucky, um, and he brought a, he brought quite a few um, younger lads in from Aberdeen. Or more more of an Aberdeen. Him coming from Aberdeen, uh, staying in Aberdeen as well. He was bringing a lot of young guys from there. So, uh, and I picked up an injury and I was out for a few months. So, um, so and Alan, well, Alan Scott. Dave Milroy became uh, manager at Forest as well. So and I played with played under Alan with Billy Anderson. Mm. Um, so myself and uh, Stevie Rattery and a couple others um, went and joined him at, uh, at Forest. Um, so that was that was that again. That was another no-brainer. Um, really enjoyed playing under Alan. The, the first time, and uh, when the opportunity came back, it was uh, it was quite obvious at the time that yeah, the way the way things were going at Bucky, so it was it was an easy an easy uh, an easy decision again, you know. Um, plus, there was the squad; there was a decent squad there already, but they were, they were putting in a few 
a few other guys as well. well Mickey McPherson, Grapey Grant, uh, Shawnee Scott. So, um, yeah, they, they were putting a real, a real decent squad together. So, um, there was a, a no-brainer as well. So. Yeah. Did you did you ever think like looking back um, that when you joined Forest you'd go on and and win a league title and and cup? <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, no, you never really. Well, that's uh, obviously that's what ultimately you want to do. Um, but you looked at the yeah, the, no, I never it didn't it didn't think it crossed Andy's Andy's mind that first that few years even before you know realised what a, a decent strong squad um, but uh, to actually go ahead and go through the season and win it you know it's, it's for, for Forrest it was a, a pretty incredible achievement I think yeah. um, it was just it was just one of those like I said a couple of seasons before the majority of the squad were there I think and it's a you could see that there was something building, you know, but uh, that season everything just clicked. You know, everybody everybody got on well. Everybody there was no there was no cliques, there was no superstars. Everybody just worked hard for each other, and it just clicked at the right time. So, yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. So, um, what are what do you remember about your your goal against Turoff to clinch clinch the league title? <laughs> It was. It's a bit bizarre because I don't know. I had. A, I just had a feeling that night we were gonna. I was on the bench, um, and uh, I, I don't know. I just. I just had that feeling that we were gonna. We were gonna win it. Um, I never obviously realised the way it was gonna go, but um, yeah, it was. I think there was. I can't remember. There was about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes to go when I came on. I think, and then I can't really remember. I can remember the the, the goal, but I can't remember really how it came about. The keeper must have. I think the keeper was drawn out to the side and broke into the middle. I can't really mind it. It just fell Bonnie for him and I just hit it with my right foot and that was it. And the, the adrenaline rush was incredible. <laughs> just the noise and everything. Oh, my God. Catch me if you can. Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, just one of those moments you'll never forget, you know. So, it was, uh, yeah. I think everybody's sort of, that's a, it's a usual conversation starter that one if I'm ever through the forest. So it's yeah. nice. It's nice to be remembered. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was just a fantastic night. And then, of course, on the Saturday, we had to to get a result against Fraserburgh, um, <laughs> which was uh, a bizarre game as well with uh, with the OG winning <laughs> it for us. But uh, yeah, like you say, you take it whatever way you can, don't you? So magic. Yeah. Um. So over over that season, it seemed to be such a close um, close title chase. Did you ever have doubts that you weren't gonna be able to win the league? Or um, I, I don't think if we ever we maybe didn't think we were gonna win it. Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think we thought we were gonna lose it. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. You have to be in that position regularly, I think, to, to, to think like that. Um, I mean, uh, you know, these cliches, you just played one game at a time and all this mm. all this stuff. And, that, and that's basically what it was. And we just kept grinding out, grinding out results. I mean, the first half of the season, 
Um, Lee Fraser was banging in the goals like nobody's business. Um, then obviously get injured and whatnot. So but it just showed you that you know it was sort of all pulled together and it and uh, yeah, just everything just fitted into place nicely. Thankfully. Yeah. So so who were the um, biggest jokers in the in the dressing room at that time? <laughs> um, the loudest was definitely. Gravy, Graham Grant. He was. If there's anything going on. There's always. He was always in a about the guts of it as well. And Scotty Moore, whether he was up to up to any tricks or just being picked on, basically. Dodgy <laughs> <laughs> haircuts, bad boots. You know, it was. Well, a lot of the the forest. Like, well, like I say, everybody got on well. So everybody. Uh, everybody got stuck in each other and just took the mick out of each other. And I think that's probably why it worked. You know, nobody escaped. <laughs> Nobody escaped a, a slagging or that, but everybody gave as good as they got, and, and that was that is that's one of the other, you know that the the neither friendliness, the friendliness of the squad as well, you know, and the determination for each other to help each other, you know. So, is there any stories that stand out um, for you that you can repeat? <laughs> um. No, it's well. I'm not so sure about Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> um. Certainly, there's uh, there's a couple. Of, certainly, in the Bucky days, um, there's uh, Mark Holmes. Holmes, he, he seems to be getting more and more mad as the lockdown goes on. I don't know if you've seen any of his in his coaching videos or his tricks or all that. But he's, he's in top form just now. He's uh, he came into the dressing room a, a hold all looked like he was going away for about three months, and uh, it was full of full of socks. Okay. Uh, yeah, God knows how many two hundred pairs of socks or something. Can he was, I fell off the back of blinking lorry, I think, and he was trying to flog these socks. It was just, it was like, what, what hell's he on? What you on about, like, you know? Um, there's the so-called designer socks with threads hanging out and all that stuff, you know. Um, but uh, oh no, there's there's uh, there's another time. It was actually at Forest, well, playing for Bucky at Forest, and Holmesy walks in. And he's wearing this uh, suit that, uh, you know, Holmes is probably about a 28 waist. This thing was about a 48 waist. You could have, you open the jacket and like the trousers were like doubled round him. Oh. And uh, of course, uh, Liggy's Brian Thompson was there at the time, and he was straight on the case. He's a shot of that things, man. He was he was obviously the largest in the, the squad <laughs> at the time, and he put them on, and he was like, you know, this old slim fast advert, you know, with the this is what I used to wear, and this is what happened. <laughs> and uh, so, Holmesy lapped all that up. And the funny thing about it was, all the all the labels and all that were still on it, so you could take it back afterwards and <laughs> say it was in use. <laughs> Which was obviously, obviously the case when you bought the blinking thing. So, mm. but uh, I mean, ah, there's there's ah, other things, you know. The, well, Mickey McPherson as well, and uh, he's a. Uh, he was probably one of the, the biggest practical jokers, but he was one of the, the better ones at keeping a straight face. And he, he just he used to cut holes in socks and things, and then that's the right sort of move. Yeah, that must have been you, was it? You can't blame another folk and <laughs> trying, to, trying to stir up the up, and that's not funny, that you do that. Aye, <laughs> uh, but uh, there was, uh, there was little, always lots of, lots of stuff like that, but um, yeah, it was uh, good fun. Good fun, and what you need in the dressing room as well. You know, it's 
it just makes our duties. So. Out of the managers you played under at Forest, um, which one do you think made the biggest impact on you? Well, <laughs> obviously playing playing for Charlie for so long as well when we won the league. Um, um, but I think all of them do in their own way. I think uh, they've all got their different styles, and they all, you know, Alan and Alan Scott and Davy Mulroy were both both quite quite quiet chaps, and they were the sort of sort of guys that sort of let you go on with it, and you know they, they were the ones you sort of wanted to do your best for. And then you've got like sort of. Uh, Pelly Parson was there as, as well of course he's got his own style as well um, and you know, actually it was quite funny because he actually I remember going to to uh, you know your soccer schools in the summer holidays and all that oh, Pelly yeah. used to go to those so it was quite bizarre as well when he arrived um, but uh, yeah I mean they've all they've all got their own their own styles and thought not to I think they all rub off in you in a wee w- in their own way, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there was any in particular that sort of, sort of stood out the most. So when you were playing at um, Forest, you you played played alongside Graham Shinney when he was on loan. What was he like um, as a as a player um, during his time there? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, he stood out an absolute mile. Obviously, he was just. And, he, and to go to go along with that, he's just a he was just a, a genuine nice guy. You know, he wasn't he was coming from the bigger club, mm. and he just fitted in perfectly with the squad. He was just one of the boys straight away. You know, there was no there was no egos. Um, I've come for Cali or whatever. You know, he was just mm. fitted in straight away and messed in and worked as hard as anybody else and just wanted to play football and get on with it. His left foot and his running with the ball and nobody could catch him. He was just unplayable unplayable really um, and you can well you can see what, how well he's doing now you know it, it, uh, and he's rubbing the shoulders with it Derby and all that you know so um, yeah he was just a he was just a, a top guy and you could, you could see straight away that he had the he had the determination and the attitude to, to go far so which he has done so it's great to see it's great to think that he actually played with somebody that's mm. doing so well now you know so, no, good on him. So, Scottish Cup seems to be so important for Highland League clubs. What's your What's your best away day you've been on um, that you remember? Um, oh, there's been a few away days. We always seem to get down in the borders for some reason. There, Dalbiti and Coldstream, Wigton and Badenich, which was the back of beyond Garvin. Um, probably Dalbiti Star. Um, it was a Monday afternoon, and went uh, four two or some five two first, um, and I went to extra time. Um, managed to score, and Neil White scored a, a cracking lob um, to seal it. I think, um, but that was that was great. We went down there, and I can't remember what year it was. Um, but again, that was just a that was just a jaunt down to the. <laughs> felt like the end of the earth, um, and uh, quite a the junior. Nah, the juniors down there are obviously uh, they'll be down there are, are a decent, decent team, and they're a, quite a vocal crowd as well. 
um, and obviously there wasn't a, a great deal of foreign supporters there. Um, so to, to come away with a win, travelling so far and whatnot, it was, it was, that was a really good day. That was a, a fantastic day. Um, and again, Wigton, Wigton and Bainham, I mean, we all ended up good days because you had so far to travel home, you always, you always made the best of it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Coldstream as well. That was a, that was a bit, it was, it was more like a Council Park. Well, <laughs> bit, it, was, it was basically a Council Park with a bit of rope around it. Um, but uh, yeah, we managed to managed to sneak through there as well, like so. Um, now I mean, all the all the there's there's like I say there's quite a few away trips always down in the Ayrshire, um, the borders which <laughs> we did well in all those games, but you know the the joint home always always eased the eased the pain of the distance, like so. No, it was good. Yeah. So so looking looking back at your time at Forest, um, what's your what's your um, best memories? Obviously, you won the league and the cups, but was there any certain games that stood out for you? Or um, um, certain games. Um, I admit, well, those not necessarily for myself, but when uh, the season when. I was partnered in Charlie Brown up front um, and he was in an absolute fire and uh, it, was, it was, must have been near 30 goals in the second half of the season and partnered in him up front up. I mean that whole second half of that season was just just unbelievable he couldn't have stopped scoring um, obviously I was helping out a few um, games obviously the Rangers game um, unfortunately I was injured hmm. Um, um, the the cup final up at Barora against Wick as well um, 2010-11 the north of Scotland where managed to the big three brutes myself Nathan and Kyle all managed to get a, a goal in the first half and uh, then they scored a couple in the second half that were held, were held out cause I, I can't remember what the crowd was but the it was predominantly all Wick supporters that were there, mm. and uh, they were creating a fair a fair racket. But they managed to silence them for half time, and then they, they crept back into it. And we managed to hold out, so it was that was a fantastic, fantastic feeling. Um, and then, the, well, then our cup finals as well. When we beat uh, we beat Clark, I think we a part in Dingo for the for the North of Scotland as well. That was Alan Scott, so that was a really that was a that was a great day as well because it's Alan Scott's first trophy. As a manager, um, I think it was two 0 one, and uh, also the the Highland League Cup final at Bucky against Rothes, um, which yeah, I was I was injured that game as well. Gee, was there a parent building here? Uh, I was injured that game. I pulled a hammy against Keith. I think it was. I was bad because it was it was in good form then. Um, I was on the Bogo put me on the bench anyway for it, even though I wasn't going to be playing. So that was a, that was another that was another great. In fact, that was when Shinny and that was there as well. Um, and one one of the young lads, uh, Matty Fraser, he was he scored. It was fantastic to see him doing well. And Scotty Moore as well scored scored the first. So Forest lads scoring for Forest in the cup finals, excellent as well. You know. So you you also you went on to get your your testimonial against um, 
Elgin City. How proud were you to be at a club for 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 such a long long time? Yeah, it's. I don't know what it is. Forest is just one of these clubs. I think they've must have the most testimonials in the last ten years or so. It's, uh, yeah, it's. You never you never expect to be at a club that long. Um, you never expect to be wanted that long, to be honest. <laughs> Um, so yeah, to be there for that long and and uh, play a part in the in their history, you know, it's it's a great feeling. Um, it's well, like I said, you Charlie Brown, Neil White, Stuart Knight, Graham Grant. These guys are all testimonials as well. Simon Allen, and you know, so it says a lot about the club. Um, and and the players that are that are there that are just want to, to go there and play football and get on with it and can and obviously enjoy the club and the setup, you know, so that's that, that makes that makes things easier when the when the setup is good and the and everybody mucked in, you know. So no, I really I really proud to, to play for a club that long and get recognised for it, so it's good. And so do you ever think Forrest can can win the league again in the future. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. the the money involved now and the, the maybe in a wee bit of transitional period again. So um, you never say never, you know. As uh, Alan Scott used to say, you never know what's around the corner. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I can't see why not. But it might not be for a wee while. So then you went on to um, Lossy Mouth. Um, what was it like being at a team at the the other end of the the league table? I came in and spoke to Steve and he told us his thoughts and his plans and all that. And obviously Forrest as well. They were bringing in younger guys and uh, whatnot. So I was and I'd known Stevie for years anyway. So uh, no, it was it was I really enjoyed my time at Lossy again. Um, Obviously, bringing a bit more experience to a, a pretty young squad, um, something different than what they had. They were quite a quite a, a slight squad, um, so no, it was good. So I enjoyed it, being able to to help the to help the younger players and explain things. And you know, it's that's what everybody does when you when you get to when you get to that age, I suppose. But um, no, it was really good. There was no pressure at all. You could go out. And, enjoy it and yeah like I say Stevie and Jim Stainels at the time just have a come up and have a chat and discuss things and it was fine to be involved in that side of it as well you know so what what was um, Stevie done as a as a manager Um, I, well like I said really I, I was quite a, a decent manager Um, obviously he's probably known for his Temper a wee bit through mm. the years, but uh, I didn't see that uh, very often. Um, <laughs> um, no, he was good. He was tactically, tactically, he was he was really good. Um, got the team set out in a certain way, um, and got everybody fired up as you can imagine. Um, again, there was no no airs or great as well. He said it as he's seen it, and which is really good. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. And him and Jim worked well together. Um, 
fit training and all that, you know, so, no, it was good. You played alongside a lot of ex-Forest players as well. Was that was that good to play alongside people you've played before? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you pick up things and, and uh, uh, you, you, you learn things from, from each other through the years and how you play and all that, so, yeah, that's that's great. And you just, I uh, just, it's easier to click, isn't it? You know, so. Um, plus uh, the banter and all that, you know, you can you can bring in so many other focus. If there's a group of you that already know a, a bit of a wind up and all that, you know, these the younger lads maybe weren't so sure about it or whatever, you know. So no, it was uh, it was good. It's always good to to play with to play with your mates and that. So was there any young players at, at that time at Lossie that, that stood out for you? Darren, Darren Bailey went out to Australia. Hmm. He, was, he, uh, he was a bit nuts, actually, but he was decent left foot, worked hard. Don't if he settled doing any like, but <laughs> uh, run through a brick waffle a bit. That's the, sort of, that's the sort of guys I like in the team, you know. Just the, you know, he was 100% non-stop. Um, Willie Mathers, another, both left footers, funnily enough, just quick, sharp. Um, they were they were decent as well, yeah. Of course, uh, uh, Stevie Dan's loon as well. So he was he was always a handful on his day. You never tell what he was going to do, like, but <laughs> seems to have, uh, he seems to be doing well for himself now. Well, he was doing well at the time then as well, but he seems to have stored himself out a bit. So, but, uh, uh, he was he was guys uh, bloody massive and uh, tall and quick and gangly, just a handful of friend, you know. So, do you think um, you playing with him helped? Cause you... Yeah, I, I, I hope I hope it did. <laughs> um, I don't know if you would agree with that, but um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to think uh, some of my experience more often. I mean, you listen to me occasionally. Mm. Um, I try to tell him often enough, anyway. So <laughs> I, don't was, I don't know if that's a problem for him or a problem for me, but. Um, no, I think at the end of the day, he's an honest guy that was working hard, and he did. I think he did. Uh, it was quite uh, enjoyable playing up front with him. But uh, like I say, they didn't think if I was ever going to get the bar and all that. So um, what, once um, Steve, Stevie um, Dunn left, there was talk of Andy Gorham <laughs> possibly taking over. Did you ever hear about that? Um, yeah, or Florento Amoruso, or... <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, it, was, it was quite funny, because uh, when Steve, Steve left, it was, it was after a game for William, and uh, Kev Flett, Kevy Flett was asked, and then I was asked to help Kev out, so um, for, a, for the, the interim... Um, but it's, yeah, yeah, you look at those things and you, you, it's a wee bit of a giggle, isn't it? Um, but uh, it kept everybody in the club on their toes anyway, just to, <laughs> to believe it or not, I don't know. But uh, then, of course, uh, Charlie Charlesworth came in, so, um, and yeah, he's he's really enjoyed playing under Charlie. He's a, he's a top guy as well, like, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stuart Cameron. So, so how how good is um, Charlie Charlesworth for for young players? Yeah, I mean, he's I he's his man management's uh, second, and then you know he's he's uh, 
he likes a laugh, he likes a giggle, but he, he takes his, his football deadly serious, you know, so as well as there's, there's the two sides to him, you know, he's, he's, he's a winner, at the same time, you know, you can, if you're doing well and everything, you know, he, he, let, you know, he lets you know about it, but if he, if he expects more at the same time, you know, he'll know in certain terms, you know, so, um, yeah, he's, he, I mean, for the, for the younger guys, that's what, that's what they're needing, you know, they need to, need an arm around the shoulder and then a boot up the backside whenever they need that as well, so that's, Charlie was really good at that, so. So, so what what do you think made Lossie Mouth and and Charlesworth click so well? Yeah, I think well, him and Stuart, Stuart Cameron worked really well together um, with the, with the training and that. But like you said, it was, it was younger teams as well. It was younger guys that, that was coming through, and it's just Charlie's Charlie's personality and infectiousness, I suppose you would say, just to to do well to get the best out of everybody um, and that's, that goes a long way to, to gelling the squad together and to get the guys to play to the best of their ability as, as much as they can you know so I think that was that just just as man management is, you know it's just just the style just fitted well with the club and the, the squad they had there and the, the, the players you had players um players from previous times as well, you know, so he knew he knew what they were about and they probably got a wee bit of a wee bit of buzz that he was coming back to to uh, to manage, you know, so 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 was coaching ever an option you wanted to go down or um well I'm actually I'm actually coaching now at L- Lossy uh under thirteens. Um but uh at the time, I hadn't really, I didn't really think about it too much. There was a couple of couple of questions asked of me, and I was I was just needing a needing a break. I think the, the my my, uh, my wife and the, the kids were needing a bit a bit of time with me, mm. um, and I was needing a bit of time with them, obviously. So, um, but then I sort I got involved through the school football as well. So I was doing coaching through school football, um, and then that slid on to. To the to the Wasser under thirteens, um, which which I've been enjoying. So mm. um, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens there. See what happens there. The kids are the kids are well. The two boys are twelve and ten, so they're getting more and more involved as well. So it's it's good it's good to see them doing that. But I think they're probably certainly the oldest one because fed up fed up with sight and right football because everywhere I go, I'm his I'm his coach. <laughs> <laughs> So he's probably sick to the teeth of me, hearing me at the sidelines, then hearing me at home. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. You maybe put him off a of football for life. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, he's scarred, yeah. But uh, he's all right just now, so, yeah, we'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what the future holds, I think. Yeah. So, um, so look, looking back at your career, um, what are your, your main highlights um, main highlights. Uh, yeah, top of the top of the cheese, obviously winning the league and the cups at Forest. Um, playing for Elgin as well as up there, home time team. Um, somebody supported all, all my younger days. So, um, yeah, scoring scoring in the North of Scotland Cup final. 
Um, yeah, I think those are probably the probably the, the highlights. Scoring scored a couple of goals against Dumbarton at home for uh, for Elgin two and two minutes, and, and that was that was a feeling I never I never felt again. It was unbelievable. Just the just the the, the crowd and the the adrenaline was unbelievable. Just uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a highlight. Aaron Hamilton sent in a question. He said, "What what is better, scoring a winner or the or the salsa?" Ah, <laughs> uh, definitely scoring a winner. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's a cheeky kid. <laughs> he played with him at at Lossy or was it Forest? Uh, Lossy. Lossy, yeah, Lossy. Uh, he was he's a another uh, young lad at Lossy that was doing quite well. Um. But uh, yeah, it was the loss. Yeah, he in fact did he come in during the season? I don't think he was there at the start. But uh, no, he was another another lad that's that was uh, doing well. Obviously, when he was there. Thank you for listening to this interview. You can keep keep up to date with the podcast by subscribing on Podbean, or you can listen to on iTunes. For all our content, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview.